This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, Brigade? How are you? Welcome into a Tuesday episode of the Bostonian versus the book presented by the Bet Fred Sportsbook. It is a day in which we talk a lot of sports, Dave. It's yeah. a soccer day. Yeah. It's a football day. It's a basketball yeah. day. It's a hockey yeah. day. How yeah. are you, sir, with your run? Which is that the reference? Run, run TMC. Run TMC. Do you remember Run TMC from back in the day? They redid it though, did they not? They're doing something again, the Warriors. They had, are they? They had a graphic street artist create their uniforms and they're running that back. I thought that no was the new one. Wait, you serious? Yeah, they're running that back. The Warriors are coming back and doing it again. So Damn, you love this that. Is, this is great. That's <laughs> news to me. Sports awesome. Grid, how are you? Dave and I both were watching you guys last night. That was a lot of fun telling every you guys when you it's watch great. the show replay on sports grid definitely tweet at us and tell us you're watching that's really cool if you guys are watching live on twitter also do me a favor and comment below we're just trying to track and see where everyone's watching the show right. and how they're how they're getting the show and the new tr- twitter algorithm is wonky wonky <laughs> it's, it's it's a little keep on looking at the numbers i'm like that just doesn't feel right as to what's going on on twitter so if you're watching on twitter do me a favor and tag do something right below comment whatever let us know that you're watching on twitter obviously the chat is rolling like always on youtube sure I think a, lot, a lot of people have made their way over from twitter to youtube which we appreciate all you guys being here and watching the show and being a part of it i cannot believe that we are here at the end of november does it right? feel like the end of November to you? Every time I go outside, it does. A little, little it was windy. 60 cold. yesterday. It was gorgeous. At night, though. At oh. night, after I get done with the shows, I go out or let the dog out. Yeah. Um, although that's the kids' jobs. They don't, they, they, you know, they don't let me do anything, but that's a different <laughs> story. Um, no, it's so fast that I mean, we're talking about you know, college football and the the, the rankings are gonna come out today. The championship games are this weekend. We're going to have bowl game lines, you know, by the end of the weekend. Mm. It's December. And Last day of November is tomorrow. Like, what happened to November? It's it's <laughs> it's it's hard to believe. Um, before we go on any further, too, yeah. I want to shout out again, Irv Gotti, okay. Timmy Baseball's dad. Listen, he ain't doing so good, but okay. he said that uh, Timmy B said that he wanted to record his dad watching us give him a shout out when we did it because it made his whole day. So Timmy put the camera on Irv right now <laughs> because Irv, we're rooting for you, buddy. We're, we're, we really enjoy you watching the show and Timmy keep doing what you're doing. It's a hard gig, but keep doing what you're doing. Irv, I'd ask you who you like. But I don't even want to know. I just want you to enjoy the show. I don't want you to put any stress on you. 
If you have the time, Timmy, ask the BVB at gmail.com. Snap a picture. If you guys are comfortable with doing it, snap a picture of it and send it to us. We'll put it on the screen. We'll put it on the screen for you guys. So you guys ever, that we always tell you guys the way, if you ever want to get content on, I mean, Stevie Max out there as an inspector today, taking selfies of himself. Man, oh man. <laughs> Looking at pipes and whatnot. You guys are doing some fun stuff and you want to show where either you're watching the show, listening to the show, you know, watching it with somebody, ask the BVB at gmail.com. Shoot that in. That's the show's email address. We'll pop it up on screen for you guys and you can see yourself being a part of it. It's always fun to identify the brigade. And, and Timmy sent me a DM last night. I saw I saw Tyler from BetSmart yeah. go go ahead and tag yeah. us saying that we got him through rehab over the last yep. six months. Yeah, that was really neat to see yep. him and glad that his knee is feeling better. He's doing pickup basketball now, so go slow. Fun. Go slow, Tyler. Don't go out there and try to you know drop twenty five and get ten boards. Just you know come in as the seventh man, pass the ball a little bit, stand in the corner, drop a couple threes, and get back on the bench. Ease into it. Ease into it. Absolutely. Let me ask you this question before we get to the rundown, because this just broke. Oh, boy. So our friend David Payne Pernum from ESPN Chalk and everybody got the numbers from Nevada. So it's nearly a six to one make on slots versus sports betting. What the Mm. casinos made. Mm -hmm. They made about 300 million, give or take, in November or in October, sorry, on slots. Yep. And made... 50 million on sports betting. Yep. Why isn't there like slots Twitter? <laughs> like, is there a whole underground that I don't know about? Because oh, it feels yes. like, oh, yes. The amount of money that gets put into a slot machine, and, and, and mind you, this is the rule 85% of what goes into a machine has to come out. <laughs> That's the rule. Well, ideally, it's 92%. I thought the law was 85%, though. Well, I don't know what the bottom bottom is, but I mean, you're supposed to play machines that are much higher than that. Like, right. But they're called the loose slots. Right. But 85 percent the 80 by Nevada law, by gaming law, 85 percent of the money going in has to come back out. OK. How much money is going into these slot machines? Every a lot. They're, they're making 300 million. A lot. That's insane. Yeah, a lot. It's 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 incredible. I mean. And, you know, like I've told you guys before, I used to play a lot of video poker, like when I first moved here and got into having too much time. Does video poker, does that count on the slot machines? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it has to. Okay, I didn't realize that video poker was considered part of a slot machine number. Okay, that I think so. A little more sense to me. Yeah, I think everything you put um, into a machine, whether it's an actual slot machine with, you know, reels or poker machines or I think it's all the same. Okay. Yeah. What about video blackjack? If it's on a video, yes, you put it in to the machine. So I don't think there's a separate category for that. I think it's the machine is the machine and the games they throw on the machine. (laughs) It all counts. Probably kept it. I'm carefully looking for slots, Twitter. (laughs) That's great. You should be careful because listen, there's people, there's people that shoot themselves putting money in a machine and then, watching people watch them play slots it's it's a regular thing well um, i know that but the average age of the person playing a slot machine is 60 years old and female probably i would say so, that, that so like it, it's just interesting that like so that's not your social media core demographic <laughs> is what i'm saying 
I mean, it might be on Facebook. Yeah, it's fair. I don't know. I don't know. It popped in my head as I was looking at it today. And I was like, you know, we spend so much time. We have a whole show. There's a whole category, whole media category now dedicated to breaking games down from a betting perspective. And I think I've seen two or three things on social media where it's an actual person who does just slots content. I know on YouTube, there's there was an article in the, the local paper here that had, I think she has 6 million followers on YouTube. Mm. And all she does is go to the local, local casinos and shows which slot machines are playing or are ready to bust or should be targeted, if you will. And people just kind of gravitate and either they're coming to Vegas to play slots or they're in Vegas playing slots yeah. and they watch her content I forget her name. So I do apologize for that. But I, is that like few and far between? Is there like a whole, like are there websites dedicated towards breaking down slot machines? Like, Oh, there's, there's a lot of guys. I mean, and we, I mean, I know a lot of them, you know, probably some of them. I mean, you know, they're advantage players. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, ask crack about playing machines. I don't know how much he'll tell you, but crack knows how to play machines. There's people that walk around literally all day here in town. Today is one place. Tomorrow's another place. And they go around and look at the machines, hit a couple combinations of buttons and tell you, it can tell you whether to play that machine or not. And they're advantage players. They, it's it's a grind life. It's not glamorous at all. Okay. It's terrible, actually. But um, it exists. And I think we're all for the betterment of society that there isn't a big thing on social media to glamorize this. Well, I bring it up because if the iGaming, iCasino, if we've always if, – if the rule or the thought is – Sports betting apps are a Trojan horse in order to get casino playing done across the country. A hundred percent. And so you're legalizing, if you're going to have legalized sports betting on applications, what the hell's different if you take your same wallet and go play at a casino and you go play slot machines on your phone for real money on your phone mm -hmm. in Nevada, it's 307 million to 56 million. Blackjack was 130 million in October. Craps was 37 million. Roulette, 33 million. Baccarat, 67, 66 million. Penny slots, 307 million. I mean, you, you almost add up every other category and it barely gets over what the, what the casinos are making on penny slots. It's fascinating, isn't it? You ever watch, you ever play penny slots? I have. It's not, there's nothing penny about a penny slot. There's nothing penny about it. <laughs> it's not a penny slot. And, it's so much losing to get to maybe a win. You got to sit there and just lose, 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 lose. Oh, break even. Lose, 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 lose. Break. Oh, break even. Oh, we got a spin. Okay. Something happens. All right. I'm close to even. Lose, <laughs> lose, lose, lose. It's, I mean, I don't slow, get it. I don't slow, get it. I just don't know. get it. It's a yeah. slow, it's literally like watching your, you have a cut on your arm and just watching yourself bleed without putting a bandaid on it. And you're going, boy, I'm feeling lightheaded, but I yeah. won't stop bleeding. I should probably put a bandaid on that. I could probably maybe use a tourniquet. Nope. 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 Are you nope. attracted to the lights and the sounds? Um, uh, I, I told the story before I had to walk through a casino when I was nine years old in Atlantic city and they made us put our, hands up like this, me and my brothers, when we walked through. 
And I remember thinking, what's on the other side of there? What is all that noise? But I really did it. They told me if I looked either way, I would be in trouble. So ever since then, I was always like, oh, all right, I wonder what that's about. And I used to go to places at home that were like laundromats in the front or printing places in the front. And they had cherry machines and slot machines. They played poker in the back. The guys were booking games. It was insane. It was insane. It was just a normal part of everyday life. <laughs> so I've been around as machines. Then I moved to Vegas eventually and I start playing the machines. I can't stand the noise. I can't. They're getting louder. They're getting brighter. They're nonstop. Well, now they're fully immersive. Now they come over it's, the top of you. So now it's it's literally it, everywhere you look, it's above you. It's all over you. It's like a ride yeah. at Disney World. It's too much. I, I just, I worked at the book, <laughs> at the Nugget, and there was a bank of machines right next to us. So all day for four years. Did you like earplug yourself? No. Oh, I gosh, should that, have. That would be a headache after every shift. It was, it was terrible. I used to like take a break and just go stand outside. In the quiet. Just, just to, yeah, just <laughs> to not hear that noise. And then when I went to the M, we were in a area that was right next to the VIP poker room. You know, it was a poker room. So it was quiet. Well, when they closed the poker room, guess what they put in there? Slots. <laughs> The noisiest damn ones ever because they attract attention. I'm not attracted to it. I'm turned off by it. I don't like it. Completely the same. I I don't, I I don't like it. I don't like the loud noises. I don't like the bright lights. Have you, by the way, you just made me think of something. Did you ever walk down 42nd street pre Giuliani in New York city? Yeah. (laughs) So when you, when you had to walk like this through a casino, I had to do that when I was eight years old, walking down 42nd street <laughs> because of all the triple X theater theaters and the, all the posters and my aunt and uncle, we were in New York. I was eight years old. My brother was six. We were was in, so you, oh my gosh, in that 1988, 89, somewhere in that range, maybe less 85, I, 86, somewhere in there. I, I was going to say, because I, that was my trip to New York. My first trip ever was in 1986. So we we we, we were walking and we got I don't remember how or what happened. I just know the story. I remember my aunt, who is a very Catholic, very conservative person and not comfortable with naked women everywhere, was mortified. And she looked at my brother and I and she goes, Put your hands over your eyes right now and walk, and I will guide you where to walk. And we had to walk the length of 42nd Street with our eyes like this. <laughs> so we couldn't see any of the triple X theaters, any of the posters, or anything on either side. And all I wanted to do was look. I was like, let me look, let me look, let me. <laughs> I did that. I so my mother took me on a trip to New York City for a weekend. And it was really for my it was supposed to be for my birthday, but it was so she could go shopping. I look back oh. at it now. And and I had uh, I had a hurt foot, but so I walked like with a walking cast, a walking boot. But we went down there, and I remember thinking, "This is what?" Like, and we were walking, and I kept saying, "Mom, should we be here?" <laughs> like, I don't feel like this was somewhere we should be. This is when She's Times like, Square was Times Square. Like, it was not a good place to be. Was no what like. <laughs> You weren't supposed to go there unless you were going there looking for something. Yeah. On the T, you had a business meeting somewhere, or you're going to one of the triple X theaters at on 42nd ridiculous. Street. Ridiculous. Yeah. 
So yeah, you just sparked my memory of that. I remember walking down <laughs> with my hand over my head. Real, like this, like this. Matthew, oh. hands up. Don't look. Don't look, Matthew. <laughs> no, I was, all I want to do is like, let me see. What is this? This is amazing. Where am I right now? This is great. I haven't seen this in my life. What are those people doing? This is wild. What does triple X mean again? So, oh, <laughs> yeah, you were eight. That's when you could really ask the questions with no ramification. Like, what, what am I doing? Oh, it's yeah. so funny. I, I think about Madeline being eight now, and I'm like, I wonder what she's going to remember now because like, I remember certain things like that. I don't remember a lot, but I remember certain things like that when I was walking down 42nd street for the first time. All right. So let's go to last night. What was that in the final minutes? It benefited your team, but 24, 17, three timeouts, got a score touchdown. And I don't know if Jeff Saturday just thought like the clock never runs out or like the timeouts will then go ahead and move over to the next game. But what was going on at the end of that game by the Colts? I'm guessing it's, you know, everybody's trying to find their way in a new situation when you get thrown into that. The only explanation I could have is you thought somebody else was going to call the timeouts? Like it was somebody else's job? He said he was comfortable. He said we had plenty of time. They blew a minute and a half. They blew a minute and a half just waiting around, just like, yeah, all right, yeah, we'll be fine. Like, okay, yeah, we're good. I was like, dude, I mean, for starters, Matt Ryan – how do you not get the first down there? You're running the football. You got to get first. You got to get the first down. That's going to be your priority as a veteran quarterback. Yeah. He doesn't do it. He comes two yards short and he creates this whole thing. And, and Saturday was like, yeah, we're, we're, we're fine. Like, you know, I, I had, I had timeouts. We're all good. There's no worry. Did you think it was pass interference? The last play? I was watching it kind of half-heartedly. There was a lot going on here at the house. So I had it on and there was chaos. So I was like, I didn't have the audio on. So I don't know. I don't think it was personally. I think I don't was. either. But again, I, the, the Colts fans Colts. think it was PI. I don't think it was yeah. PI. If you had the Colts, you think it was PI. I mean, if you had vested interest, I mean, I had the Steelers at plus eight and a half. So I was, I didn't care either way. I just didn't, you know, if the game went to overtime, that was fine, but it would have killed my under bet of 45. So, right. I was hoping for no score. So it benefited me that the game ended 24, 17, but I don't know. I thought the whole thing was really, we talked about it yesterday and I think it came to fruition that at least in the first half, the rah, rah, let's go win one for the Gipper speeches. Kind of the team kind of ran out of gas a little bit. Like Matt Ryan looked horrible in the first half. He, I mean, he looked bad, bad. (laughs) <laughs> for one Old. of the terms we use on the show. I I, I said it on Sports Grid. I said he looks OLD. Yeah. It's 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 bad. I think I'm impressed with Saturday saying it afterward, no matter who screwed it up with the calls and stuff. Like he owned it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're fine. Like, who knows what's going on behind Fair. closed doors. So he owned it. And I mean he's would you say he's protected? Based on what he's <laughs> done in the media, like they're well, not going to go after him. After the game was over, Scott Van Pelt was talking with, I forget who he was talking with. Oh, Ryan Clark. And, and he looked at Ryan Clark and he was like, this is like you coaching the Steelers. It's like, this is really odd for me that like this guy was our coworker. And now he's, now I got to critique him. I got to, I got to say what he's doing right or wrong. Like I, I knew him two right. weeks ago as a right. guy who would appear on Scott Ben Pelt's show as an NFL expert. And there are really funny tweets that were surfacing about Jeff Saturday saying 
tomorrow we will spend a lot of time talking about clock management on ESPN. <laughs> it's like amazing how that kind of happens now that you're in the battle and you got actually, you know, you're failing the way you were criticizing people for failing. But like, it's weird for everyone. And I think yeah. like the shock of the, oh my gosh, it's Jeff Saturday. And he comes in and like Pat McAfee was talking about the boys were so fired up. They were so ready to go through a wall for the guy. After two weeks, it kind of doesn't really feel the same anymore. And you revert back. Water will find its level, if you will. And the right. Colts stink. <laughs> so they went back to being the Colts. But I mean, night. do they like, you know, and the boys in the chat said it. Jonathan Taylor only ran the ball three times in the first half. Or six times. Like They weren't out of it. They just stopped running the ball. Give Jonathan Taylor the ball. So, I mean, sometimes you have bad games. That was a bad game. Um, and I don't know, on the flip side, you know, Kenny Pickett looks like the quarterback. He looks well, like the guy. Let's go, let's go to that. Kenny yeah. Pickett making some people believe. So you're the Pittsburgh guy. How do you feel about Kenny Pickett? I got to admit, he's got something. I mean, there's there's something there that oh. you're like, okay. Uh, I you, you can see some flashes of a guy who could play the position. Looks the part, I think, you know, and, and – I always watch everyone else. Like I, I know we'll figure out what he can do as he does it. I want to see what everyone else does. I, I'm always watching the the way the guys are blocking or just who picks up who after plays. Just literally who picks who up off the ground, how the sideline reacts. I'm always looking at all that other stuff. Call it the coach and me. Call it the guy. I, I, I don't need to watch the ball. Even when I played hockey, I was always trying to move without the puck. I know where the puck's at. I'm going to go somewhere where I'm going to be next. I like it. I, I, I mean, there's, there's so much, I think, upside with the whole thing with Pickett being a quarterback, Pickens being a wide receiver. It looks like he's going to be – they're going to work together. Mm. Uh, it all looks like – I mean, even Fryer Mooth being a tight end who he's going to use – I love what the Steelers are doing on offense. If Watt stays healthy on defense too, like not that the too. season's lost. Yeah. Like, I mean, they have a lot of pieces and Fitzpatrick is a weapon. I mean, what Watt's a weapon. Uh, it's not for this year, obviously. I mean, this year is, is gone, but it's for the future. And they can't run off and win the rest of their games and finish 10 and seven and get in the playoffs. You don't think so? No. Damn it. Sorry. But I do think there's a lot you can build upon for next year. And I do think that there's a lot of positive things you can take away from it, given the division that you're operating inside of. I mean, it is a year in year out war in the division and Lamar's not going anywhere. Joe Burrow's not going anywhere. He's barely into his career. And so you've got to worry about two very good competitive teams and the bet and the Browns are going to have Deshaun Watson going forward. So it's not this year, but next year you would expect a pretty big leap forward with the Browns. So, you know, like next year could be what we thought the AFC West was going to be this year where four super competitive teams, all with good quarterbacks, all with decent head coaches, although Zach Taylor, and you go into next year and you know, you have a fighting chance if you're the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can ask. At this point in the NFL, you have to have a quarterback who you trust and who the team trusts that I don't think you need a guy that has to win you every game, but you can't have a guy that can lose you every game, mm-hmm. right? 
So you'll you'll see. I mean, there's a lot of youth there. There's a lot of like, you know, he's missing passes long, deep, I mean high. So just that's normal. Young guy stuff. The gloves. Um, the gloves, man. The gloves. Whatever. Just, it works. It works. Right. Like figure it out. It's it's I'm okay with it. Okay. I mean, I don't have to worry. I don't think do you think Steelers cross off quarterback off the list of drafting for the next couple of years? I mean, it's hard for me because I was, if you would ask me, should the Patriots address the quarterback spot going into this year? I would have said, you're nuts. Mac Jones is a pro bowler. Mac Jones is great. I'm not a hundred percent locked in. So I can't, I don't know. I think so. I think Kenny Pickett's the guy for at least for the next two seasons, but the year one to year two jump is important. Mm. Trevor Lawrence is doing it. Trevor Lawrence has gone. The year one was a eh, year two. Boom. He's really looking like, like the guy for Jacksonville Mac. He's going. Okay. I mean, he's been hurt, but hey, Trevor Lawrence won one game coming back. He's made the jump already. There, there was questions whether he was the guy two weeks ago, Trevor Lawrence the last four weeks has put up numbers as good as anybody in the NFL at the quarterback spot. Lawrence has been great. Hasn't been his fault. Defense has faltered, but Trevor Lawrence has played very, very well. Got a quarterback guy. Yeah. You know, he's, part of he's, it's, 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 you got to have coaching. Yeah. He play, coaching. He's throwing the ball really well. He, yeah. he, the defense is not great and they can't really stop many people, but you know, when he has time and he can, he's got receivers and running game, losing ETN for a bit is going to hurt, but you know, they've, you know, Lawrence has definitely taken a, a nice step forward and looking like the guy that they thought they were drafting, which is a generational type of quarterback who's going to help rebuild that franchise. I, is Mac Jones like that? Eh, I don't know. Maybe Mac with time is extremely accurate. Mac without time, like watching Jalen Hurts play on Monday night and Pickett's the same thing, although Pickett's more athletic than Mac Jones is. If your quarterback can run the level of the level that the play goes to is so much higher when you have the ability to pick up first downs and run and hurt a defense for getting too far up the field, just to move in the pocket and then make yeah. a play. I saw it for years, right? With Roethlisberger, he didn't run per se. I mean, he did occasionally, but he extended plays. The ability to extend plays is still a very useful skill for a quarterback and guys like them can run get first downs, causes somebody to have to be a spy. If the spy's not fast enough to catch him, now you're taking somebody out of coverage. A lot of things can can, can I mean, happen. Look at the guys who are the best quarterbacks right now in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes burns you at least once or twice a game with his legs. Jalen Hurts just ran for 150 yards. Josh oh. Allen, absolute beast, will run you over as much as running around you or, or, or away from you. He'll run over you. Um, Lamar Jackson, uh, Justin Fields, although he's hurt, you know, that type of weapon that comes into the game and starts rewriting record books for the bears in terms of abilities to run the football. It, it just, it feels like the position, the way Mac Jones plays the position right now, the game has changed dramatically. Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Okay. He's, you know, Tom said last night on his podcast that he wants, to, he would rather play and lose than not play. I was just like, he's not going to stop. Like this dude is divorced, wow. divorced, married. Doesn't matter. He said, I'd rather play and lose than not be playing the game at all, which 
He's I mean, that's anywhere. fine. That's that. <laughs> listen, I get that. That was that's me. Like I would, pl- I just want to play, but I don't like losing. At some point, the losing trumps the plan, and you're like, I'm done with this bullshit. Like I just don't want to do it. I can see Tom though now with this everything going on with his personal life. What is he going to do? I mean, he's going to go be an announcer. They already paid him that money. They put that out there. Fox gave him ten year contract, whatever three hundred million dollars, whatever he wants to talk to talk about the games. I mean, he does the podcast, and he's I mean, it's not like he can't do it. But my I just God, don't understand how he doesn't look at Gronk's life and look at what Gronk is doing, and like a part of him doesn't like click into his head of like. I want to do that. <laughs> like, I want to go and show up on on whatever show I want to show up on, do whatever the hell I want, appear, you know, come to Vegas, go to Milan, go to Italy, go do whatever the hell I want. I you don't want to do that. He doesn't. Really, a homebody. He's addicted to football. That and I mean, not everybody wants that. Fair. You know, he just loves. I mean, what does he do every day? Watches film, goes to practice. He ain't doing that shit. Maybe but, if he gets a taste of it, maybe he'll want to do it. But I get it, man. What? He's just working. He's going he to play. Playing the game. He's playing next year. I fully now after reading that quote, I'd rather lose than not play <laughs> for Tampa. Do you think he's playing for Tampa? Well, he, I mean, he has one year left in the deal, right? I have no idea. I think he's got one year left. I think that's right. Where he signed a three-year deal with a club option. So I think I think he's got he's this is the third year I think he's got one more year left if he wants it the team wants it he'll have a year left to play. But yeah, I mean Tampa's got to start thinking about the future. Obviously, I mean they got to be in the in the draft looking at a quarterback. Have to, but that will piss Tom off. <laughs> Tom will get really mad. What does Tom care at this point? I know, but he did when the Patriots drafted. Garoppolo well, he was still in his prime. I mean, at this point, those guys got to understand. Listen, man, we want you. You're going to play. We got to bring a kid in in case you get hurt. You're well, 45. That's our next topic. Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb and bruised ribs, and yet Matt Lafleur said if Aaron can play next week, Aaron's playing. That's Aaron telling him he's going to play. I mean, broken thumb. So. Johnny P, because I'm not going to kill his last name, was texting me this whole long. Thank you. There you go. He was very upset about this broken thumb thing. He was very mad. He felt like it was very, he felt like it was nefarious that Aaron Rodgers had been playing with a broken thumb. If I can, you know, I should go ahead and I don't know if I can show you his tweet thread, but he was very agitated with with me uh, going, going through this about everything that was happening. Why, you know, he, he felt like it was not appropriate that we did not know that Aaron Rodgers was dealing with a broken thumb. There should have been more disclosure. There should have been more information. I don't know if you guys can see this whole thread that he got, he, he was go, who was going with, but John was very, look at this thread, Dave. Holy crap. He, he was very, he was very agitated about this. Wow. <laughs> he was very mad about the Aaron Rodgers broken thumb thing. So we thought Aaron Rodgers, it was wrong for us not to know that Aaron Rodgers had a broken thumb. How long, you know, why, who's, who is responsible, whose job it is to disclose it. And we kind of went back and forth on it, but. Oh my. Should the Packers play Aaron Rodgers if he's got a broken thumb? I think Aaron is, 
earned the right to make that decision. If he can play, okay. If he says he can play, we watch him in practice, and he can p- perform the job in practice. He's earned the right to play. I think. What? Hmm? What are you pointing at? Oh, sorry. No, I, I'm, I'm turning my the, the team USA is about to start playing. So I. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, putting yeah, the yeah. game on. Okay. I saw like, you reaching out. Sorry. I was like, is he pointing at something? No, I'm just it's it's my um, controller to put on the TV so I can watch the game. Green Bay's a four point favorite at Chicago. He owns Chicago. He does, and he tells them every time. <laughs> right? <laughs> I own you. I mean, if he wants to play, he's gonna play. It's unbelievable. He shouldn't play, but I think you're right. Um, all right, so we're 15 minutes away from the start of Team USA and Iran. Going to ask you this question because this was a very big topic of conversation on Twitter this morning. Yeah. So I have bet for a draw in this game. Wow. 0-0 zero, zero or 1-1. One, one. Highly unlikely chance of that happening, no? I disagree. I think there's a high. I was talking with Brian Bennett from Betfred last night, and I was talking with my other friend Brian, who uh, on Twitter, who is the guy who's bets every day and bets like me every day. And we, you know, show we talk about picks every day. All three of us kind of came to the realization that the most likely outcome for this game is going to be a draw. Iran advances with a draw. Correct. So they have no intention or desire to win this game. So they could, yes, England and Wales, that outcome could come into play, but for team USA, they know a draw and they are not going to advance. They have to push, right? 92, 94, 90, nobody's betting on Iran and no one's betting on a draw, right? When you were in the book, when this happens, is this just a, we can't do anything about it. Just take, you know, if you cheer against team USA, it's un-American Am I being un-American by betting on a draw here? <laughs> People are very mad at me for this. They're very angry. How do you not bet on America? How do you not bet on Team USA? They're going to win one nothing Because I think there's three scores. 0-0, Right. That's I think those are the three scores, two of which are ties. That's Yeah, that's every soccer game pretty much between two closely matched teams. And I, pl- and I got plus 230 on the draw. Yeah, that's the biggest plus, right? Right. I mean, it's that's the highly. That's what I mean. It's 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 unlikely. That's why the odds are the highest. Um, man, I don't know if you're being un-American, but just it's another game. Like in the book, it's another game. For everyone else, it's not. It's just another game. So you put up the line, you take the bets. You get overloaded on the one side, the U.S. side, and you sit there and you just watch the outcome and grade it. You know, I mean, I told you before, when we booked the World Cup, we took so many bets, so much money on the U.S. to win the World Cup. When the guy that ran the place, when he came in, he looked, he was like, what is that number? We just told him to relax. They weren't going to win the World Cup. And he thought, he, he, he asked a question. We were like, well, we'll all get new jobs. Like, I don't know what to do. We're, we're going to be fine. They're not going to win the World Cup. What, what if they do? Well, well, if they do, we're closed. Like, we're just, we'll be closed. So 
I don't know. I don't. I. I, I think it's just. Uh, I mean, do you feel dirty doing it? No, I just think it's another game. <laughs> just it's a half. It's a half a unit play I made it's, last night on just the picks. Yeah, and I said, look, this is a John Anik bet in a lot of ways to me because I don't think Team USA is losing today. So I, oh. I, I can't see Team USA losing, but I can see Team USA tying. So I want Team USA to win. I want them to advance, but I bet them to win the last time, and they draw. It was a one-one tie. All right, to wit to Wales. They've tied all games so far. Two. One, one. Two games. Nothing, nothing. Only two games. Two games, two ties. Right. So I just think that that is the potential for a team in Team USA who does not have a lot of offense. They don't score a lot to all of a sudden go. I saw people bet, you know, over one and a half goals for Team USA. I've seen What's both that teams price? That plus, 140, plus, plus okay. 140. Yeah. Both teams to score. Anywhere from plus 115 to plus 135. I might there. be asking a lot. Okay. okay. For both teams to score. Right. And then one nothing Team USA to win is plus 105. It's been flipped now. I think it's minus 110 now. There's so much money coming in on Team USA that it's finally yeah. juice to take Team USA. But last night it was plus 105. Pretty much across the country, across the globe. You could take plus 105 for Team USA. And I just, I want Team USA to win. So if they win, I'm psyched. Like, that's great. We have another game to bet on and we can talk about them in the knockout round and whatnot. But I've just, I'm 45 years old. I've watched Team USA play, you know, in a bunch of world cups and we fall short way too often in this. Sport. Yeah. So I just think it feels to me, just felt like I got a plus two thirty bet for a half a unit on team USA to draw. And everyone's like, there's no way that's happening. Okay. I mean, again, if I ran draws, most likely they're going through. So Is it what, under two and a half, like the best bet on the whole board, it's minus minus one seventy. It's minus one seventy. where I'm looking right now. It's minus 120 minus oh, 125 came way it was minus 170 last night on the under for the game oh yeah. wrong oh, nope 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 sorry never mind wrong game it's now two okay. never mind it was minus 170 last night it's too expensive yeah. i was like i'm not laying 170 wow wow so i mean because that, that assumes a 2-1 final can't happen i think a 2-1 final could happen that's possible one, one, you know, both teams score early in the first, in the first half, it goes all the way late second half. And then, you know, it's one of the teams has to push. So you start sending everybody forward. I mean, team USA, if this game's one, one or nothing, nothing team USA will push. They won't care. They'll send the goaltender. <laughs> They'll send all 11 forward trying to get the win. Right. So there is that fear that Iran gets a goal late to win the game two to one. That's possible. Like I, I just, I think it's, that's the most unlikely of all the most, the best thing for team USA would be to score in the first half and then sit on the lead. Just put 11 guys in the box. Well, that might open the game up. If, if they, they score first, that might open the game up. I mean, Iran, Iran will open up. So team yeah. USA can, can counter. Yeah. That might open the game up to go over. There might be goals. Possibly. If team USA scores first. If Team USA doesn't score first, my God, it's going to be Iran's going to literally just they, they'll, they'll just keep kicking it over to midfield line and just wait, come bring it back, just bring it back. Is what they yeah. say. 
Just park everybody in front of the right. Of the goal. Parking the bus. You got to use all the soccer terms. <laughs> Every four years, all these soccer experts come out. Come back, right? Every money, yeah. Set piece. If I hear another fucking set piece this week, <laughs> seriously, I seriously, enough with the set piece. It's corner kick. No, it's not the set piece. Oh, I know. Believe me, I've been told. I know. Well, a corner though is a little bit of a different though, because a corner kick is is a because you can't. Some books won't let you bet set pieces, but you can bet corners. Set pieces. It's phenomenal. It's I, I, I love it. It's a crossing pass. Nope, it's a set piece. All well, right, great. No, because a crossing pass is in play. A set piece is when the ball is either a direct or indirect kick. Right. So there's the difference. A cross is when the play's in flow. That's yeah. a cross. Set piece is indirect, direct kick with the little fun little shaving cream that goes down on the line, 10 yards. I love that stuff. I want that stuff. I need so, that stuff. Please. The best stuff is when they when the guy's faking the injury and they spray whatever the hell they spray on the guy's leg to make it look like he's getting treatment. What a show. The whole thing is quite the show. It really is. I mean, between the, I, you know what I love most though mm. is the crowds. Like I really enjoy the chance. Have you gone to a USA soccer game? Never. I've been to one. I went to one in Kansas city and it's, it's pretty fun. I mean, I'll, I'll admit, you're right. The crowd is almost the real fun of going to the game. Oh, it's not so much the sport. <laughs> you, wa- I'm telling you, you watch some of these games from from the international leagues, you know, the Premier League games, and the songs and the singing and all this stuff. It's fun as hell. It feels I'm like they're tr- faking it, does it not? Maybe. My big, my biggest takeaway when I came out of it, I was like, damn, we want to be Europe really bad. <laughs> I think we really want to be just like them because we watch it on TV. We watch the premier league and we watch what they're doing. And we're like, damn, that's cool. And then you were like, we want to do it too. game in Germany. Yeah. They were going nuts. Singing the songs at the end. I mean, it was fun. That's it's, I mean, who knew that John Denver was such a big deal over there. Seeing country roads, like a, country roads. <laughs> like it's, I mean, those like, what the hell? To the place I belong. In Germany. <laughs> West Virginia, Mountain Mama, in Germany, <laughs> Country Road. It's required singing knowledge so. at Germany. the bars in Pittsburgh. In I can tell you that. Oh well, yeah, obviously, yes, that makes everybody sense. sang it. Of course, that's your anthem. That's like us was shipping up to Boston. It's, it's not our it's anthem. Don't put that shit on me. That's a West Virginia anthem. The people in Pittsburgh. Is there, what the hell sing is, it. is there really a, that big of a difference? Hey, that's West like Virginia. Lincoln, you in Connecticut, Massachusetts. It's you bordering states. Right, it's not right. the same. That's, it's a different okay, world over there. That's Please. fair. All right. I'll give you that. Please. That's a good, it's a good analogy. It's, it's that's, that's fair. <laughs> All right. The college football seating comes out tonight. We talked about this wait. a bunch yesterday. Your reaction is going to be what when it comes out? No shock, shock. Don't care. What are going to fake it with LSU five? You think LSU is going to go to five with they lost this past weekend? Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Because they, oh, they're out. Never mind. Oh, they're gone, gone. Yeah. My first thought when I looked at the games today and I was like, where are they going to put LSU so they could banish them? They're already banished. Yeah, they're dead. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got to be one, two, three, four. We all know. Undefeated teams are one, two, three, four. Yeah. Who's the fourth? What do you mean? Well, USC. Sorry. USC will be there too. USC's got to be four. No? Yes. Because that's the only way, like they could take them out and bring if one of the other teams in. Fair. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I I agree. Yep. Uh huh. So, so one, two, three, four will be TCU three, no. USC four. 
Right. But you presented this yesterday, and I thought, man, if they do this, this would be amazing. The way Michigan won and how they won and all the blah, 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 and they make them one and Georgia two. Mm -hmm. So then they can flip it when Michigan doesn't cover or plays blah against Purdue and Georgia annihilates LSU, they can flip it back or they just leave it. That's the first thing. I want to see the order of the one, two, three, four. Great point. I I don't think they would have the guts to move the defending champs <clears throat> who are undefeated off the one line. Right. I, would, I think it's a discussion and I think I would love it. It's but, but it's it's an SEC party, so I don't think they'll do it. Yep. Now, who's five and six? So I want first thing I'm looking at is who's five and six and in what order? How far do they put Ohio State out of the mix? I think Ohio State's gonna be five, Alabama's gonna be six. Gotta be. I think if I'm doing it, Alabama's five, Ohio State is six. Exactly. But right. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so it's doesn't matter what I have, think. You're gonna have all of that discussion. Um yeah. I personally think that Alabama's got a stronger case. I think Ohio State is. I think Bama, if Alabama were to play Ohio State right now, what's the line neutral field in your mind? So what's the matchup? Who? Alabama, Ohio State, neutral field. Oh, Bama's favored. Um I would say Alabama three and a half. Ooh, a little too much. Okay. A little too much. I mean, there was people debating yesterday. I, I sent a text to somebody. I said, Ohio State's still favored on a neutral over Michigan today, right? What yes. did I say? I said, th I put three and a half, but you think you say I suck at making lines. So that's what I would say. Michigan's you just went too far. You can't be giving away Ohio State plus three and a half. The book's going to close because we're going to get no bets on the other side. It's okay. Michigan's going to win by seven again. Michigan wins that game. Michigan's neutral? bet. Yes. On a second chance. Yes. They are. We're better. closed, by the way, if they don't, because <laughs> we don't get a bet on the other side. Fine. We're closed. But. Here's my thing about this. I, I read two different articles on this, on, on why Ohio State is still the better football team. That big plays cannot be quantified. That's I've heard that bullshit in the rooms forever. I just, I, yeah, I can quantify it when a dude gets blown the fuck up and he comes around and the hole is as big as the damn three rivers in Pittsburgh. Okay. <laughs> like I can quantify that. That, that, that is actually, I can say that can happen again because that's football. Mm. I got a big, mean offensive line. I got a defense that's not that good. I got a quarterback who's playing really, really well. And I got a Heisman Trophy candidate running back who didn't play. He didn't play. <laughs> and they won the game by 20 plus points. Like, what is this idea that like, well, you know, mathematically speaking, if you're going to put the 60-yard touchdown and the 80-yard touchdown, chances of that happening again are very, very slim. Like, I don't need an 80 yard touchdown. I just need a touchdown drive. Like how they get it. I don't care how they get it. I just need the drive. So can Michigan do that again? Yes. Is Michigan, the better football team. Yes. And Ohio state fans deep down, you know, it, Ooh. you, you, you know, it deep Ooh, down, He's coming you, for you. you they know it, they know it. And that's why all their anger is directed at Ryan day because they got to blame somebody. It's 45 and five, by the way. Yep. Not firing that guy. If he loses to Michigan next year, he's fired. He's 45 and five. 
with the best talent in the country. It's college football. Yeah. So another guy could come in and go 45 and five and actually beat Michigan. It's all about one game in college football. Firing people. If Alabama goes 10 and 0 or 11 and 0 and they lose to Auburn three years in a row, they're firing the coach. He's getting fired. Damn, three years. That's it. That's all you get. Yes. What if he wins a national championship in there? And loses to Auburn? Yeah. It's it's a debate then, but Ryan Day hasn't done that. He's gotten to the game. He hasn't won it. If Ryan Day getting to the playoff is not good enough for Ohio State. They can't stand the SEC. They can't stand that it's, like you called it, an SEC party. Pisses them off. They want to be a part of it. And when they go up against Alabama, Georgia, these power teams, they get their pants pulled down Mm. and they get embarrassed and they get really mad. And they're like, man, this is really frustrating, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Urban didn't do that. I mean, that's the thing, right? Look at who Urban Meyer owned Michigan. Yeah. You got to own Michigan. It's just the biggest game on the schedule. People are crazy. They're all crazy. Well, fans are crazy, yes. But so Friday here in Vegas. Yes. USC against Utah. Yes. Pac-12 championship game. Yes. By the way, have you seen the uh, prices for hotels here in Vegas on Friday? Our friend Tilo, Tommy Lorenzo, posted that yesterday, and I saw it. A standard room is $949 (laughs) at Caesars. What? Pardon my French here at 1101. What the fuck is that? People are paying it. It's December. It's drivable fan bases. True. USC and Utah can drive here. It's a rarity in Vegas. They may drive here, go to the game, and drive home. Fair. But they, also, they may drive here and stay a while, though. I mean, they may come and do a whole full weekend. For nine fifty a night? I mean, USC fan, we know what USC's fan base has. They're made of money. So they don't they don't care. Utah people might be like, hey, the Rio, what are we doing this weekend? <laughs> What are you guys? What are you guys asking for? For a, uh, uh, for anything? Sorry, Team USA just blew a breakaway. Oh, um, oh man! So far, Team USA is playing pretty well here. Uh, do you like Utah's chances? Was that a breakaway? I didn't think that was a breakaway. Well, he had a chance to hit a run. He had a guy on the right hand side wide open, and he lost. Why didn't he kick it over? I was just thinking that because well, you didn't see him. He did. He tried to make one too many touches. Yeah. Good defensive play by Iran. Uh, minus two and a half. Utah cover this. Utah win this game. I, I, I walked through this yesterday with somebody. I'll do it with you. USC was favored at Utah. Uh-huh. Minus three. And they won by one. They go to a neutral field after winning the rest of their games. And their less should be more. No, yeah. <laughs> the spread should be more. I don't, I don't. I don't. I feel like I'm missing something, but I don't because it's less. Because if I hear that 
USC has been the beneficiary of the turnover magic anymore, which they have. Their turnover margin is, I think it's the best in the country. They've benefited from getting turnovers, taking advantage of getting turnovers. That's football. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this line screams that Utah's going to win. Agreed. Utah wins. And this fucking Alabama gets in the four seed. I'm not, I mean, and then they'll move Michigan to the one. It'll Bama, Michigan, Michigan in the semifinal. Oh my gosh, please sign me. Georgia. Up. Let's go. We'll play TCU and eviscerate TCU. <laughs> And we'll have another Georgia Bama. Did they play this season? Georgia Bama now. Oh, wouldn't that be the ultimate if they played <laughs> in the final game? I just can't figure out. Do they the, the the fear is the wrong word, but this group, there are two power players in college football. There's the Big Ten and the SEC. Does this committee have the balls to go out on national TV and say a two-loss Alabama is more deserving than a one-loss Ohio State team? I believe that they are. Oh, do, does the committee sure. have the ability, the wherewithal, and the gumption to pull it off? Because, <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about setting talk radio on fire in the yeah. state of Ohio. Yeah, Buckeye fans are going to be like, talking about pulling out of college football and starting their own league. And like, this is going to cause them to literally lose their shit for a week. If it comes out that, Hey, by the way, you know, we really like nice season, Ohio state, but lost. Alabama lost twice. And yeah. So two is home to everybody. I think one loss by 20 at home is a worse loss and losing late is much worse than what Alabama had, but I just don't know if the committee is going to have the gall to do it. Uncle Charlie, who's watching the show right now, he's in town. We're going to meet up hopefully later for lunch, Uncle Charlie. Um, He's not really my uncle. I just call him that because he feels like an uncle. Anyhow, he just sent me a text that said TCU is going to lose to Kansas State. Very possible. And then you have both of them in. There's a 50%. you have both of who? If you if you run the numbers, there's a 50% chance that one of the two lose. Coin flip. There's a 25% one of chance. two meaning TCU to Kansas State or USC to Utah. Yes. Okay. There's a 25% chance they both lose. <laughs> so it's a one in four shot that it'll be Michigan, Georgia, and then the committee will have a chance to put both Ohio State and Alabama in. Move them both back up. TCU loses, they're done. I, I read an article this morning that says if TCU loses to K-State, they are still deserving to be in the playoffs, even with a loss. Good argue. You could make an argument, but they ain't gonna let them. I, I was just like, good luck. TCU, this is a TV show, guys. Always remember this. It's a TV show. TCU brings nothing. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, book it, Trent. It brings nothing. <laughs> TCU doesn't sell out the building for the playoff in Glendale. It does. Absolutely. They don't care about that. They care about eyes. People on the screen when they're on their guide flipping past TCU. Yeah, click, click on. They don't care. They put the fucking games on New Year's Eve. They don't care about the TVs. 
What do you mean? Of course they care about the television. Why would they put the games on New Year's Eve in prime time? Because there's nothing else on. They help people if you're at home, home watching TV. A lot of people are home on New Year's Eve. Yes. A lot of people don't go out on New Year's Eve. And post-COVID, wow. a lot of people don't go out. Parties aren't happening the same way. It's just what they do. I mean, right. people just stick around. And college football fans will stay in or go to watch parties or, you know, throw a big New Year's. I, I agree. I think it's a horrific idea to put it on New Year's Eve. But the numbers, the TV ratings would say differently. The ratings have been fine. Bear Mollings just came in the chat and said Santa Fe Station's about to be lit. On New Year's? Sonic said, oh. just checked. Motel 6 in Glendale for the Super Bowl was $854 on Saturday, the night oh. before. Like, this, 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 they're gouging everybody for these events. I mean, this is, this is not, I don't, I mean, you can raise the prices, but you can't clean people out. I, I don't think that's the right way to go about doing business. I've had that discussion. But look at, so C- during CES here in Vegas. Yeah. Coming in January, if you want to stay at the Flamingo tonight, it's $59. It's what? If you want to stay at the Flamingo tonight, it's $59. Right. In January, during yeah. CES, it's yeah. $900. I mean, there's got to be a happy medium somewhere in between, is there not? If people will pay it, I mean, what is something worth? Whatever what somebody will pay, will pay it. I guess. <laughs> so people, they wouldn't charge $900 if people didn't pay them for it. They'd have vacancy and they have to drop the price, but people are coming in, they're buying it for 900 bucks. So are people going to buy this? Um, Jeez. Georgia versus Ohio state, Alabama versus Michigan will have monster ratings. That's. (sighs) That's what they want. And they have to do the cross cross. They can't, they can't match up the conferences. Right. In the first round. Right. Nobody wants to see Ohio State, Michigan again in the first round. Right. I mean, Alabama, Georgia's must watch television, whether it's in the semifinal or the final. I want to see that. Alabama versus Ohio State would be awesome. It can't happen. I would wish, I wish three could play four because that could be awesome to determine who is more worthy. But one playing four, who is four? Probably Alabama. So then by your logic, Michigan would leapfrog Georgia. So Michigan would be one and well, Georgia and, and Alabama plays Michigan and Georgia plays Ohio state. Right. That's they, they do that now. They did that this week. They flipped the thing. Cause Michigan won on the road, blah, 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 blah. Georgia didn't look impressive until the end against Georgia tech, whatever spin they can spin to get Michigan ahead. Just in case Bama gets in as the four, and they say Ohio State's the you know three ahead of Bama because they only have one loss. Bama has two. I mean, the script is already written. You're right. It's a TV show. I mean, we've been saying this for years. Um, what does Utah's line do? Game's Friday. It's Tuesday. Yeah. This go up or down? Oh, I don't think it moves much at all. Every time it touches three, a bad guy plays it. And we'll not go past three. That's why it's sitting at two and a half. Um, it's, I, I look at to buy most books is like to buy it to three is minus one forty. It's really expensive in college. I think so. Yeah. I was flipping around was like one I mean, book last night, but I was, I was like, wow, that's to buy it to three. These conference championship games have huge handles. It's great. It's so much fun. Well, not all of them. Like but this one will in Vegas. This one will. Hey, you'd be surprised. 
on a Friday night. What is it up against? That's what I mean. It's Friday night. So it's not, it's not like, you know, K-State TCU. Bigger. Really? Yeah. Well, LSU, Saturday. Georgia. Yeah, gigantic. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. with that stupid number, 17 and a half, 18. <laughs> Ridiculous. And then the one I, game that everybody will like pass on is Clemson, North Carolina. Because it really Go doesn't. Heels. What does oh, that mean? Go like Tar Heels. It's such a blah. And Dabo's going with DJ again. He's already said it. All right. I don't know what you're doing, Dabo, but that's fine. Purdue, that's Michigan huge. will get a huge. ton yeah, of bets. Despite being 17, 16 and a half, when those guys, were, we were texting on Saturday night. And they said, what, you, what, what is my number? I said, 17. And they were like, oh, you're a little heavy. I'm a little heavy. You have to think who's going to bet the dog. That's the way I used to do it. Nobody. I'm going to ask 100 people. <laughs> Nobody. Okay. I'm going to give you 17. Will you bet the dog? Like eight out of the 100 will say yes. Yeah. Eight. It's, it's got to be 21 for me. You got to give me 21 points to bet Purdue in that game. Michigan could absolutely ruin them and just stop Purdue from scoring. Just Purdue scores 10 points. Michigan scores 30. You know, they cover 17. That's going to be rough. Uh, let's skip the North Texas question because who cares about the conference USA title game? It was, it was Friday night, but I want to run this. I, I, I pulled these numbers. I want to get your take on this. This is not actually on the rundown, Matt. So it's just right. it's something I was fooling around with before the show. All right. Let me throw you these numbers. These are the over-under numbers of the top six teams in college football. Okay. For the season? For the season. Okay. okay. Yep. Ohio State, USC, TCU, Bama, Georgia, Michigan. Okay. Okay. Ohio State is nine and three to the over. Fair. USC is nine and three to the over. Thought I was going to say 10 and two. Okay. TCU is seven and five to the over. Okay. Alabama is five and seven to the over. Those numbers are always too high, but okay. Georgia is four and eight to the, uh, to the over. Right. So they're eight and four to the under. Makes yep. perfect sense. Yeah. Michigan is three, eight and one to the under. To the under. Or to the to the over. So they're eight, three, and one. Yeah. The games have gone under. The games for Alabama have gone under by 1.8 points. Okay. The game for Michigan have gone under by 1.5 points. Good numbers. And the game for Georgia, it's gone under by six points. Mm. Bama, Georgia, Michigan handle for the year. I'm not asking you to come up with a number, just ballpark it. Mm -hmm. Total bets. Handle wise for Alabama, Georgia, Michigan versus Ohio State, USC, TCU. Which group has more money being placed in their totals? The first group. It's fascinating to me to look at this because it just shows you the books are are automatically shading to the over on the teams that are getting bet more heavily. Of course. I, I know this is nothing, this is nothing new to you. I get this. But to me, just for me to see this and for the audience to see it, to go. When you look at Alabama, you look at Georgia, you look at Michigan, you think these teams are going to score. Where did you just see that? Well, I just I just pulled the numbers for the season. I've been going through season numbers just trying to see preparing for the bowl season. So looking at who is traditionally going to be an over bet, like Ohio State, USC, TCU have been over, have teams have gone over. USC, looking at Friday night, USC versus 
Utah yeah. and going, okay, I, I think I'd rather play a total than a side in that game. And though I think mm. Utah is going to win the game, I might bet the total. So I was looking at that, just kind of breaking it down. 1.8 and 1.5 for Bama and Michigan, even though it's five and seven and three, eight and one way under by a grand total of 3.3 points on average. <laughs> like you are literally white knuckling this sweating every time. <laughs> so the numbers are every razor sharp. So the on numbers on those teams like that are, that's why I say all the time, where do people bet? Go bet on Southern and Jackson state. Yeah. That line is that number's probably shit. The number on the Michigan and Alabama games are good. Everybody bets those. It, you have more information. And plus, you're just, they play more to their number. And if they don't, you have to get better at coming up with a number because those games generate so much handle. It's easy to come up with the games, numbers, and stuff for the, uh, you know, highest volume teams. It's hard for that other stuff. It's, it was just fascinating to me. I, pulled, I was like, man, 1.8 and 1.5 average margin of going under. Um, so are those your personal bets that you said? That, um, no, no, no. That's just against, handle against or? the number. No, I'm just looking. I'm just, I'm just comparing contrast. As we go to the bowl season. I'm just comparing contrast. I'm just trying to learn, you know, where the numbers are going when the books. Well, how did you group those first three versus the second three? Who who was over? Who was under? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ohio State nine and three, USC nine and three, TCU seven and five. Okay, those three teams are all over. Bama, Georgia, Michigan are under. Oh, okay. Five and seven, four and eight, three eight and one. So the teams with more wow. attention. Wow, were you peeking at the USA game there? That looked like that was a legitimate shot to score. No, I didn't see it. Oh man, still zero zero. Yeah. In wow. the, whatever minute I can't see the score. How much? Oh, 16th minute or 17th minute. Sorry. Uh, so I, I just, I just went through it. I found it fascinating when I was looking at it going the margin, Georgia is way under by average of six points. Like they're just they're four and eight to the over. Can't make the number low enough. <laughs> average of six points. That's they're the Iowa. problem. Yeah, they're Iowa. <laughs> like it's just their numbers are tiny because they stopped the other team from scoring. They could score as many points as they want. And so how, how do you factor it in? So I don't know. I just, I brought it up just because I think it's really, you know, those are name brand teams, Michigan, Georgia, Alabama. Everyone looks to bet their games. Everyone looks to watch their games. And the books are just like one, two points. Just like, all I gotta do is move it two points. What I'm bringing this up is a Michigan Bama total moved by two points changes the entire season. Because if Bama if you if you lowered their total by two points in Michigan, their total by two points, these numbers of five and seven and three, eight and one do not happen. Right. They all go over. They're an over team then like crazy. Right. That's the margin. <laughs> like the margin is just so flipping snu- small. Makes you want to sign up to be a professional better, doesn't it? It's so ridiculously hard. It's so hard. And those numbers are so, like you said, slim. It's unbelievable. Uh, one more college thing, and then we'll get to some basketball hockey. Yep. Hugh Freeze is now the coach at Auburn. Man, oh, man. How do you, I mean, this proves that anybody can get a job again after nothing. You don't, it don't matter what you do. Somebody wants you, you can still get a job. I mean, I, my phone blew up yesterday from my Auburn people. There's a hashtag call uh, that's circulating right now. Hashtag anti-freeze. Oh. It, 
that Auburn fans are pushing on Twitter right now. Wait, they don't want this guy? No way. Auburn fans are furious. They were the uh, Auburn fans are asking, we were the only school who wanted to take him. Why? That Auburn is trying to act righteous and all uppity. And all of a sudden they hire a guy with incredible questions on, on his character. And you have Bruce Pearl, who's a Boston guy who I love, but Bruce Pearl's got a closet full of skeletons that when you open the thing up, they all come pouring out. Mm. So you got a basketball coach who wins, but has a whole checkered past as to what he did at Tennessee and Boston college and whatnot. Right. And Iowa. And now you have a, you have a football coach who, when he was at Ole Miss was caught doing all sorts of nefarious things with the working class of the women. If you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and this is the guy like you're strip hiring? club guy, right? Well, no, he would go on. Uh Oh, Oh, I ran almost had a breakout there. Um, he had a website that he would go to in Florida where he would partake. He would go to Florida and he would go and find um, pleasure. Escorts. For money. <laughs> Escorts. Ended his career at Ole Miss, ended his marriage. like, <laughs> And then he went to Liberty of all places. <laughs> he got... And he, he got- <laughs> With the Liberty and found religion, found religion. And, oh my God. My, you know, it's world. I'm all changed. He had to sign over his social media to Auburn. Part of no, his contract. Exactly. He can't go on Twitter. He's not allowed to go on social media. They are going to run his media for him. This is too good. I mean, Hugh freeze. How long has he lasted? Right? Seriously. How I long mean, does this last? It's bad. Because Auburn fans, I mean, he's going to have to win immediately. Can't win immediately. Who in the hell is going there? Who wants to even, like, you're telling me that anti-freeze, which is great, by the way. Auburn <laughs> fans, good job. That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> um, listen, I'm not rooting against anybody. I'm, You know, God bless, good luck. But, Oof. like, how does this end up? Two years, bad, bad. The last guy that took the job, they couldn't get anybody to take the job. They got a guy who was, you know, what kind of connections? You told me you lived there and all this stuff. Like, don't he have to have some sort of connection? Oh, he, he does. Yeah, Hugh Freeze does. Yes. To what the is South? his connection? Yeah. Coach at Ole Miss. That makes it okay. Yeah, he's got he's got recruiting ties all over Georgia, Alabama, Auburn, Texas. Like, he he can recruit the South. Hugh Freeze recruited the South at Liberty. Like Hugh, Hugh Freeze can do what he needs to do to get the talent. He he has the the resume on the football field. It's the off the field stuff that makes him toxic. Does he <laughs> does he outlast Saban? Boy, how about that? <laughs> I mean, he's one misstep. Like literally, like if they find out anything. He does anything improper. He will. Uh, my guess is he's got a very. There's a lot of language in his contract that states you do anything nefarious, anything unseemly. That's why he can't be on social media. Like basically, they've told him you cannot be on social media. So yeah, a lot of women are mad. A lot of women are really like women. are really mad about what this about thing. the Auburn fans that aren't women? That too, uh, male Auburn fans too. I mean, they're just it. It makes it. Uh, 
the thing about the South, okay, your football coach, right or wrong, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but your football coach, oftentimes you wear so much of your team on your chest as to who you are. I'm an Auburn fan. I'm a Tennessee Vol. It's who I, it's my identity. So if the guy coaching your team is a schmuck and has just horrific things in his background, the jokes just roll. Like you can't, you know, like, Hey man, you better put that phone away. You're, you know, you better not go on that website. Cause your coach might be on it. You know, like, Oh yeah, I was, I was perusing the, 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 the classifieds the other day. And I saw a girl that your coach might like, like, there's just oh. all sorts of different things. You're going to, oh. you're going to stick the knife in a mm. ton and just rip on <laughs> your other fan. You did the anti Josh, message boards or what? Josh Garland just came in and said, well, after he loses the Bama three years straight, he's out. 100%. Well, he, I mean, two, two years he might be out. Yeah, absolutely. That's I don't true. think he lasts that long, but. Brian Harson lasted three years and he was done. Same thing's going to happen. It's, it's going to be a three-year run for, for Hugh Freeze. But he's making good money. They really can't get anyone else to take that job. Doesn't look like it, but I mean, this is this is scraping the bottom of the barrel. This is really this is tough. Like they really I mean, look at Luke Fickle went to Wisconsin. If he had an option to go to Wisconsin or Auburn, where does he go? Wisconsin. He has no ties to the South. That would be a dumb hire or a dumb move for him. Can't do that. But I mean, that's where if you believe the rumor mill. The rumor mill is that Kiffin's going to hang out at Ole Miss until Saban retires and he's going to Bama when Nick leaves. Oh, my dear Lord. That's the rumor. And he used Auburn to get Ole Miss all angry and all bothered. And, get, and, and use them for yep. money. Get more stability, but also get the state's attention. So he's getting talked about on talk radio and everyone's talking about Lane Kiffin. And then if Nick leaves one, two, three years down the road, Lane walks in, takes over Alabama. <laughs> it's pretty wild. You got to be Lane Kiffin to follow the guy. That's the guy. Oh my goodness! I would agree with that. You yes, following Saban's not going to be fun, but we have seen transitions before that have worked somewhat okay. All right, so the Bruins tonight are at home, looking to win their thirteenth straight home game against Tampa Bay. Bet Fred's got this number at minus one seventy tonight. Can the Bruins keep it rolling tonight? Why not? This is Tampa's off a of back-to-back. They're on a back-to-back. They had to go to overtime last night. Against Buffalo. To beat Buffalo. Yes. I mean, of course Boston can win. <laughs> Supposed to win. I, don't know. I hate laying this juice, but I did it. Yeah. I mean, well, listen, you're going to have to start getting very comfortable laying this juice with the Bruins at home. It doesn't matter who they play. It's only going to get worse. It's not going to get less. It's not going to be too many games where they're under minus 150. It's crazy. This is in better to book it, so we'll talk more about it later. Pittsburgh tonight at home against Carolina. This isn't your Penguins are favored tonight. Yeah. I like Carolina. I feel Do like you? I'm falling for something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Total's only six. Yeah. Carolina's under more than they're over. Um. Yeah, I like Carolina and under. Just looking at it, not looked at no goalies or nothing yet. Right. I didn't look at anything. Um, just first first blush looking at it. You know, we got like, have you seen this DJ Hooks? Oh, yeah. He's doing? Yep. Oh, man. DJ Hooks is in uh, Atlantic City. He's firing on our plays. 
doing all this He's stuff. He's parlaying all of our plays, but I don't really recommend doing. <laughs> DJ, yeah. <laughs> You ain't got to go crazy with all this stuff, but listen, four dollar parlays. He's cashing. He's rolling. He's just he keeps posting the tickets. He's paying attention to the hats I'm wearing. He's paying attention to the, the just uh, just the pigs podcast. He's, he's all over it. I love it. I love it. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, just just be careful. Just be, be careful. I always think whenever I see somebody post tickets like that, I just go like, how many are in the trash barrel? <laughs> like I'm just I'm I'm nervous about how many, yeah. can, how many are on the other side. I mean, there's probably some. Oh my! Oh what? wow! Oh what? Oh what? No, not gonna get a better uh, chance than that. Whoa! Should have let that ball land and then strike it on a volley. Oh, was he offsides? Oh, he's offsides anyway. Okay, so it, oh, it he's offsides. It would have come back for VAR anyways. So, Still zero zero. Seattle is eight one in one over the last 10 games. Yep. Kraken are on fire. Why are they dogs tonight to the Kings? On the road. Yeah. Plus one ten tonight. We're not making a Kraken favorites on the road. What kind of book are you running? You're not we're really one in one over the last games. You're trying to bet here. We're on fire. You can't make the Kraken a favorite. Why on not? The road in LA. Why not? Explain to me why you can't. The Kings are going to win just because you just said that. The Kings are going to win just because I said that? Now the Kings are going to win. The Kings are the side. The I don't understand. Be, the game should be closer to pick them, uh, but a lot of times. The Kings had that red-hot streak, right, where they they won four games in a row. Since then, they've lost their last two yeah. at home. Both they lost, at home? Yeah, 3-2 to the Senators. They beat the Sharks on the road and lost 5-3 to the Rangers. They lost to the Kraken on the road 3-2 last time they played. Right. What am it's I missing? Win three, two. I don't understand this. Game They're six, four, and one at home. The Kraken are seven, one, and one on the road. They've been great. They're seven, one, and one on the road. They're dogs. What is this? I don't understand this. Best road team in hockey. I mean, I think between them and the Devils. Sounds right. Seven, one, and one. Good luck finding a better number than that on the road. Yeah. Uh, I understand the line. I, I, I do. It's, it's just because. It's hard with a team like Seattle, who yes, you're right. The, the numbers say they're they're very good. You're right, by the way. They, they are the best team. Seven, one, and one. There's other seven and two are the Jets on the road. No, sorry, no, no, no. Sorry, says hold on. No, no, no. Seven, one, and one. Seattle. Uh, wow, they've by seven and three. The Avalanche. Wow, they are. I mean, nobody has even two losses. Right. They're seven. They're seven, one, and one. They're by far the best Clear. team on the road. Clear, yeah. And they're dogs. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? It's such a it's such a jump with the new team, Seattle hockey. Nobody even knows they have a team. It's a cool logo. Crack great it. logo. It's great. Awesome logo. They're playing good. Um, but I understand why the Kings are favored. Now, we'll, this will be a great discussion tomorrow, where you go. Kraken won four one, laid it on them. Game was a dead under, which it is. I still think it's a dead under. And we go, okay, you know what? It's time to adjust the numbers on the Kraken. <laughs> the numbers are wrong, you know. So this is the game to adjust the numbers. <laughs> no, no, no. This this game will will help adjust the numbers going forward, right? They're supposed to. The game's probably pick them. I mean, if it was minus one ten both sides, would you agree with that line? 
Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are we getting yeah. plus money? Now, let me see. Ah, they overshot the mark, too. At one point, it was minus 130. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you that serious? Yeah. What is going on? Some of these on? overnights, some of these overnights at some of these places, I'm just telling you, there must be some going on. Just saying. Can't put up minus one. Team that's eight, one, and one. Yeah. Seven. Oh my gosh. This Iran guy is on the ground like he just got shot. Like legitimately. Like he just took a hip check to the side and he just he's acting like he just got shot. He's rolling around in the Oh, he may got hit in the uh no 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 he's saying he hit in the thigh. And they're spraying the whole thigh freezing stuff on him, but like he's acting like he got literally shot in the leg. Like it's such a joke. It's, 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 wow. what, it's why this Look sport will this. this sport will never take off in this country for that reason alone. That is just it's the over embellishment is ridiculous. So annoying. It really is. It's frustrating beyond all belief. So, all right. So, Boston last night. Elvis scored. and the Statue of Liberty were there. Did you see that? Yes. Elvis. Remember, I'm, I'm like 30 seconds ahead of you. I know. I know. That's why I pointed it out. Sorry. Boston scored 78 points last night in the first half. Their number was 59 at close for their first half number. Our guy, Julian Edlow, pointed this out before the game mm. that Boston's numbers have been off for the last week and a half. Smart to bet this till the books figure this out because their first half numbers team total low for what they're doing. They play tomorrow night against the Miami Heat. I said it last night um, to Dubsy and Ranieri. Say it right here. The league is fun when it's like this. These totals are a nightmare to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, because... We haven't seen too many like 242s, 244s. After last night, I'm watching the games. The in-game total for the Washington Minnesota game was 267 and a half. It closed 269. The other in-game total was 257 and a half. And it went over that number. This was in a third quarter. So I'm looking at the late games going, oh my God, what is Boston doing? Oh my God. God. Then I saw it on the rundown today and I was like, you got to adjust these things by four points tomorrow. So if your numbers say it's this, add four because it's wrong. It's it, to try to get ahead of it. So, yes, you should bet the run while you can. Does it matter who they're playing? Miami's a great defensive team, you would think, but the number I think goes down to like 56 tomorrow and I still would bet it over. Right. That's the thing. It it <laughs> it doesn't matter who they play when they're playing like this. It's scary. You can't miss. They're hitting so many threes. They just can't miss. It's I've only watched them play like twice the whole season. Like watch the games. I'm impressed as hell. I'm not gonna lie. Like I they they they, they share the ball. They 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 get open looks. They do every like when played well, these sports are so much fun to watch. When basketball is played well, it's a joy to watch. Blowout or not. Any of these sports are like when you see a nice, you know, tic-tac, touch, toe, touch pass thing in soccer, mm -hmm. in hockey. It's amazing. It's great. I love it. Um, Celtics are playing as good as any basketball team in the league. 
ain't even close. Remember first half during my favorite thing about today. I'm going to reference this game tomorrow against Miami. So <laughs> it's, it's part of my favorite thing about today. The Warriors, there's two WTF lines tonight. Seattle at LA in hockey. Okay. And the Warriors minus one and a half at Dallas tonight. That's why I want the Warriors stuff. How could they lose today? They're Come two on. and nine on the road. Two and nine. That's and they're off. favored against Luca. <laughs> Odds makers are what is going on? I'm least two. I don't understand. This is really weird to me. Like they won't listen. Like, what is this? How are the Warriors favored on the road at Dallas tonight? Why is nobody taking it? Probably waiting for lineups. So he was playing. I mean, how in the world? They're two and nine. You just said it right there. It's on the graphic right there. By the way, if you guys are watching the show and you see the graphic, hit the like button while you're here. Please. Bumps up the algorithm. Hit the subscribe button too. Um, it don't make no sense. <laughs> what but what's what's Dallas's record at home? Oh, Dallas is right. They ain't been great either, period. It's still Luca. I mean, Dallas's record is uh they're nine and ten overall, and mm-hmm. they are eight and three at home. Got an eight and three team at home when they've <laughs> only won one game on the road all season. <laughs> I told you the WTF line, this is the WTF basketball line of the day. There's a hockey one I don't get, and this one I don't get. There's two games I just don't understand. This one don't make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> None. Uh, like, excuse me? Like, you know, I, I may, for the hell of it, I may just do a Dallas and Seattle Moneyline parlay just for the hell of it, just to see what I can get on it. Right? <laughs> just because I'm angry at the books for just for doing this. Well, so you put it up thinking everybody's going to play. You have to put Golden State. Game could be pick. I'm not saying Golden State has to be favored. I understand the one and a half. We need to know where you're coming in and taking Dallas. That's where we need to know. If we put it at Dallas favored, you wouldn't going to do lay it? No, you're going to take it. Ten people, a hundred people. Again, just always think this. What is the line if I ask a hundred people, if I say Dallas minus two tonight against Golden State? How many people are taking Dallas if it's Dallas minus two out of a hundred against the Warriors? Yeah. 70? 70 people out of a hundred are going to take Dallas minus two against Golden State? No, no. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I, I thought plus two. I was missing. Right. Here. Yes. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Taking yes. the Warriors. Yes. They all about the Warriors. Everybody, everybody's banging the Warriors. Right. So we 70, can't make, 70 so that's, people. So, yeah. That's 70, not the line. That can't be the line. So you have to go. But it, right. hold on. Let, let me just ask you this, because you all you always tell me that the bookmakers don't give a fuck about the public. They only care about the pros. Right. So they only care about the pros. Yeah. Then what do, what do, what do we care if out of 100 people, 70, they score? Team you say score? Oh, I think so. It looks like Team you say scored, right? I don't know. Somebody's down on the ground. Plusak is down. You know, I paid a price, but the U.S. takes the lead. Yes. They scored. Wow. Yes. Oh, that's clearly on, too. That's on. Oh, what a ball. Oh, my gosh. What a ball. 
That's who's who's unbelievable. Who scored? Head. I'm not watching. USA. Plus, USA. Plus USA. USA? Yeah. Plus, yeah. yeah. Goal! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Plusak scored with an unbelievable volley. Got a good shot to the groin from the goalkeeper. But that head cross is Ooh. a thing of beauty. Boy, that is unbelievable skill right there. Take a volley off the head, put it on the eight, and then one time in the back of the net. Now Team USA, oh, we got a cleat right to the midsection. Ow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So now the question is, does Team USA just sit on this lead? Because here's your point, okay? So what are we, 18? We're 39 minutes in. Right. So we're 39 minutes in. Yep. Team USA scores one nothing. Yep. Most likely now Team USA is going to want to hold back, but that means Iran's going to open up. Correct. So here comes the 2 nothing win for Team USA. Right. But if Plusak's hurt, hurt, like he, he hasn't moved yet. He hasn't gotten up yet. He's still in the goal. Because I don't think this is not like he's not faking this. this is, he's hurt. He's not buying a call here. He's no, he looked he, like he took a shot right in the you know what. Yeah, he just scored, but he also might have gotten a cleat in the you know what. Yeah. Which a spike, <laughs> which is a yikes. Right in the gazongis. Yep. Yeah. Ouch. 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 Um, let me skip. Oh, yeah. A- so this is this is we'll revisit this tomorrow with the benefit yes. of reflection. For you guys that are watching the show tonight, the Golden State Dallas game will likely be over when you're watching the replay. You can get a kick out of it. Is this in better or book it? No. Who would you bet right now? Minus one and a half. Dallas. Plus one. You would take Dallas. Dallas. Dallas was one and a half. Yeah. Okay. Taking Dallas, taking Seattle. Those are the two bets I would make. I think I would book both of those. Okay. Just too obvious. What's too obvious? Taking the other side or taking the favorite? No, taking the other side. Isn't taking the favorite the obvious play? No. Kings are better at home. Warriors are a better basketball team than, than Dallas. No. No. Oh, he can't. He can't walk. He's hurt. Hurt. Oh, that's what a bummer. They're gonna have to substitute. Oh, the left leg. Yeah, he's hurt. That's a huge loss to them going forward. If Team USA does advance and he can't play, that's your number one goal scorer. Oh, that's horrible for a team that already can't score very much. Damn it. That's a bummer. And now Team USA is going to have to play. This is going to be, <laughs> this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Second half to watch. Is the other game 0 0? I did. Wales, England is 0 0. Okay. Wow. So, so is a draw in the other game? And the U.S. If win? Team USA gets three points, they're through. It doesn't oh, they're matter. In. Oh, okay. It so just happen. win. It doesn't even yeah. matter. They Perfect. control their own destiny. If they get three points out of this, they're going through. Wow. They'll have they'll have five points, so they'll be right. through. But if they if they tie, that's why it's a big problem. So man, oh man, yeah, he's oh boy, he's All limping right. off badly. That left leg, he may have torn a quad or something. Oof, right. not good for Team USA. Um, uh, let me skip ahead to the Omaha yep. Steaks searing hot take. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll go over. Eagles and the Vikings and the Patriots Thursday night football tomorrow because it's a Wednesday, it's a Tuesday, so right. we can skip ahead here a little bit. Yes. I just want to put this up because I love what Adam Hill did. Yep. Our friend from the Review Journal. <laughs> Floated that out there. So Omaha Steaks, you guys have been going there like crazy. We really appreciate everything you're doing. The holidays right now, awesome curated 
boxes of meat to be right. sent to yourself, your loved one, your family member, your boss, your coworker. It's all done for you right now. If you go to Omaha Steaks, they've got burgers, they've got fillets, they've got all sorts of cool stuff for you guys right now at omahasteaks.com. And before you check out BVB, get your 30 bucks off. Yes. Go buy some really cool holiday packages, get your shopping done. They take care of everything and do it from your phone, do it from your computer. You're done with holiday shopping for somebody that may be a griller or someone likes to smoke meats like I do. OmahaSteaks.com, promo code BVB. Adam Hill, because UNLV fired their coach yesterday. I was on campus yesterday. Yes. I asked a bunch of my students who were at the press conference. I was like, what in the holy heck happened? And though... Prevailing opinion is he went one in six down the stretch and that enabled the firing of Marcus Arroyo. Yep. They were looking for a reason to fire him. Yep. And then Adam Hill says, what about a guy who's already living in Vegas who needs to rebuild his resume, who wants to hang around? Could you imagine if John Gruden became the head coach of UNLV? No. You? I can't believe he would take it, but I would love it. John Robinson, the coach of the Rams at one point, became the coach of UNLV at the end. I think it's an end. Like, it's not, it's not, but who's going to touch John Gruden in the NFL? He's suing the league. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get a job here either. Like, doing that. I don't know. Until that's resolved, I don't think it's him. I like what he did, though, throwing it out there. Oh, I, interest. I think Adam Hill, this is an awesome, yeah. one wonderful thought that I think in terms of home runs, ooh, but Herm Edwards did not do very well at Arizona State. It's a lot of work to be a college coach. It's a lot of stuff that pro guys don't want to do. There's a lot of... Um... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Off the field stuff that you got to kind of pay attention to. Like when you're an NFL coach, you're just the coach of the football team and you have all these people that will do all that stuff for you. College coach, you got to be aware of going ons all the time. And you have to maybe not do it, but there has to be underlings to do it. Yep. And if things don't get done, loose lips sink ships and a lot of things happen and it's no good. I don't think John Gruden has any desire to get in that world. <laughs> None. Who wants the UNLV job is going to be my question. I can't wait to watch this coaching search. I mean, Hugh Freeze went to Auburn. Anything can happen. True. It's a good job. UNLV is a good job for an up and coming OC who needs to build. This is what Marcus Arroyo came from Oregon. It's, you know, get a guy who is a coordinator who needs to prove himself as a head coach. It's Mountain West, best facilities in the Mountain West Conference. They got a brand new football building and a nice stadium. I don't know. No, they have a facility. Oh, you haven't seen the, the Fertitta Center then? Fertitta oh, Center. Oh, that place is great. That's the yeah. football. That's the football building. Yeah. Okay. And that just opened. That's brand new. Right. That's they have the best facilities in the Mountain West Conference. Huh. UNLV's it's a damn good job. I mean, it really is. It's just you gotta recruit the right type of kid. I mean, Deion Sanders would be an absolute home run. Deion ain't coming here. No. It would be phenomenal. Be great. Though. That would be awesome. <laughs> Deion Sanders come here. I'd have it. to start getting press credentials and just go to the press conferences. I would 
I mean, he got offered the job at Colorado. Colorado fired their shot. That's great. He ain't taking that job either. No, that's a bad. Can you imagine Dion freezing in Colorado? <laughs> It'd be awesome. Forget about all that. You got to go and be at least competitive. That, that's a that's a ways away. Colorado's a ways away from being competitive again. I would agree with that. Sports great. Thank you very much. We love being on with you guys. Thank you for watching. Subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, obviously, but watch us every night on Sports Grid. Give us a shout out at Sports Talk Matt at Sports BK Consig on Twitter if you guys are watching. Back tomorrow, same place, same time for BVB. Okay. Favorite thing about two. Sorry, better to book it. There's only one game for the better to book it because I'm on a tie. One game? I'm on a tie here. Okay. Here. For, for Team USA, we already talked about it. I, right. I'm on a tie, so if, if Iran ties the game, it's 1-1. It'll crush everybody, but we'll see. I mean, Iran's got a couple of forwards, I guess. People were telling me last night they got a couple of guys who can really score, so we'll see. Uh, they scored two goals against England, lost 6-2, to two, but they scored two goals. So I'm on a tie at plus 230. I think we all know we're going to book that. <laughs> it's one nothing Team USA. Right. So that Bruins money line, I got minus 165 last night. I hate Bet the juice I'm laying. Bet it. We'll give the people something to, to cheer for. We'll make this a B squared play. Ooh. Wow. Why not? Going for oh. the record. Already the got the record. Is already. He got yeah. the record. Is 12 this the letdown game then. They're going for 13. That's the worry. Damn it. That's what I'm I'm like holding my nose in betting this, going like, man, I'm gonna bet the streak. At some point, I mean, Montgomery wouldn't say who's in net as of this morning after the after, after the the open skate. Mm. He wouldn't say it's Swayman or Olmark. He wouldn't say. They're both going to dress. So, well, let's let's bet it. Let's 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 put it on. Give, <laughs> right, give, give people something to to root for with us. Um, uh, DJ Hooks probably go crazy with it, but that's okay. <laughs> DJ Hooks. Yeah, that's the only Bruins. game I'm watching tonight is, is 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 that, and I'll watch the hockey game. I guess I watch the basketball game a little, a little bit as well. What I have to go see. What is that? If I bet a Dallas and Kraken money line parlay tonight, that ain't bad. Plus plus. Uh, let's plus one ten. Plus one ten. What about four to one? Plus one oh six right now. If you go to FanDuel, can I do it faster? Oh. FanDuel than that bet for at the moment. Uh, plus one ten. That is a plus three thirty two parlay. Yeah. Three to one return on that. Well, a little fun action. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. Don't mind it at all. So if one act one extra Seattle Dallas money line parlay for a little extra. Devils yesterday. Good bet. If you bet it in game, you were brilliant because I bet it pre and they were down two nothing and they still won. (laughs) I did the old take two and a half with the Devils when they were down. Nice. And then when they got up, I took two and a half with the Rangers. Woo, hit them both. I was I hit the middle. I was like, yeah, this is still fun when you can do that. It gave five or three. First time I jinxed them. First time since the 10th of November, the Devils gave up three goals. Oh, it was five three final? Yep. Yeah, it was four two for a long time. The the, The the game went over. It was great. (laughs) It was perfect. Everything well, yesterday was turned out to be a pretty good day. Like a lot of different things that we talked about. Came in, listen to the show. Came in. Yep. The, I mean, I mean, the teaser. You rarely oh. middle it, but forty-one. He took thirty-nine, moves up to forty-five. Came in at forty-one, landed right in the middle. <laughs> and then Steelers a plus eight and a half. Steelers. I thought the Steelers would win the game. I thought Steelers money line was a good bet as well. That yep. came in. Yeah, plus one twenty-five. 
Yeah, we had a lot, hell of a day yesterday. We gave out a lot of good, good plays yesterday. Yeah. Favorite thing about today is what? Um, well, a couple things. One, the the spirit of the soccer game and the reminder that like it's so hard to get people on the same page about anything. Mm. But like I felt it like this morning, even just through the social media, it was like a lot of people were talking about this game. And like watching this game, there's probably a lot of people watching this game all over. <laughs> Once every they better or not. No, the team USA, if you're a diehard soccer fan, like you like, if you're a U.S. national team fan, these people are bonkers. Like you yeah, are full, this ferociously is, yeah. a fan of this team. Is that yeah. on sides? Is that on sides? This is a big deal. Oh my gosh, that's on sides. Oh, you called him off sides. What a run. Have to review that. Hell of a run. Oh, he stopped the play right away. Because you can't. You got to let it play out. You know he's offside, so you have to just let it play out. You got to let it play out. And then because you have the video-assisted replay, your VAR comes into play. Oh, bummer, though. Whew, almost 2 nothing, Team USA. Oh, that will kill my bet for sure. But I, as I said last night, adjust the picks. I am comfortably giving this better way to be wrong. Right. So I just want to. Um, yeah. So that number one, the soccer game. And then number two, uh, favorite thing about today is that we are going to see this playoff thing and we can finally get another day closer to seeing what they're going to end up doing with this. Tonight's going to be fun. With the discussion. Twitter, to Twitter tonight could be really It's fun. going to be fun. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm interested yeah. to see how this comes out. So favorite thing about today will be that. I tried to get in touch with Bear, see if he'll come on, get Felique on here, and Ooh. try to justify why they're going to put the SEC teams in and keep the Big Ten teams out. <laughs> oh, we'll right. uh, for me, I mentioned the Celtics game. So before the show today, I got a couple of text messages from my brother. So tomorrow night, when Boston plays Miami, first half Celtics bet the over. While you're celebrating that cashing in the first half, betting the over tomorrow night for Boston and Miami, my niece, Olivia, is going to be honored at center court at the game for being a hero among us for her work on climate change as a 15-year-old kid. No way. My niece, Olivia, is, I mean, like, it's crazy because she speaks in front of, like, large gatherings. She speaks on radio in Western Massachusetts. She's a homeschooled kid. She's been taking college classes since she was 14 years old. She's going to graduate with a, with a two-year associate's degree next spring as a 16-year-old. <laughs> and then she'll go to college as a 17-year-old and probably graduate college somewhere around when she's 20 years old. So she has been incredibly active with this climate change group out in Western Massachusetts. And she's the head of the youth department there that they've got. Mm. They've hired her, they pay her. She's becoming like their spokesperson. And mm. now through what the Celtics have done, they are going to honor her at mid court. She'll get a, get a plaque. They'll put her up on the big screen tomorrow night. My brother's never been to a Celtics game in his life. <laughs> He does this not is like the farmer. Yeah, this, this is my brother, Ben. And so he just sent me a text message and said, crazy thing. We're going to the Celtics game tomorrow night. They gave us four tickets. They're giving us dinner. We've got 
uh, passes to go on the court pregame to go on the court to be honored for the heroes among us tomorrow night. So it's really funny. So Amanda Flugrade, who is the sideline reporter for the Celtics, who I'm I'm friends with, I told her Rob Crane, who is the vice president that I worked with in Omaha for the Boston Celtics is now he goes by Boston Rob before Boston Rob was the thing. But he is now, he was Boston Rob in Omaha. Him and I were good friends in Omaha with him and his wife. And now he's one of the VPs for marketing for the Celtics. So I'm just like, it's very, very cool. So tomorrow night, I cannot wait to see. I'm going to watch the Celtics broadcast. They normally put them on TV. So if you're watching the Celtics game tomorrow, they normally, after halftime or during halftime, will shot. So Olivia Peralt, you will see Olivia Peralt tomorrow night. That's awesome. My favorite thing about today is that, that, my, that Olivia gets that moment. So very proud moment. That's I'm great. Excited. I love it. So be watching for that heat in the Celtics game coming up tomorrow. I'll post pictures. I'm sure. And whatnot told my brother to go crazy. He doesn't take pictures. I was like, take like 30 photos and send them all to me. I'll right. post them. I'll post them all over my social media for Olivia. Right. So exactly. very, very, very cool stuff. Guys, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe button where you're watching. Like I mentioned, if you watch on Twitter, let me know where you guys are watching the show. Just so we'd like to figure out exactly we know you're on YouTube a ton, but we're seeing how many people are watching on Twitter and sports grid as well. Austin, tell us on Twitter at sports talk, Matt and at sports BK con SIG. We will be back tomorrow. We'll see if team USA can hang on to this in advance. We'll break it down and also college football tomorrow for BBB.